Hello and welcome to Bible Brothers, the podcast where we read the Bible from front to back, and that's the end of the podcast when we reach the end. My name is Robert Padnick. With, with me, as always, is Dan Klein. Hello, Dan. Hi, Robert. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Sure, no problem. Great. I was almost about to say the only podcast that does what I, and then I was, but then I caught myself because who knows? I kind of like that claim though. There's nothing illegal about claiming it. Yeah, I guess right. We can't get. No one's going to come after us. I mean, someone might come after us, but... The only podcast that talks about the Bible. Or or I thought you said we're, we're the only podcast that reads the Bible front to back and that's it. Yeah, right, right, right. You can't get this anywhere else. That is what I was going to say. Yeah, you can't get this material. Exactly. And that's why people are here, because of its uniqueness. It would be cool if someone just, like, s- tried to clone us now. Go on. Like, if there was just another podcast came out so early in our run uh, that just says, like, we're reading the Bible from front to back. <laughs> I, would, I would be honored. <laughs> I'd be mad, but I'd be honored. And they're always just a few steps behind us. They're reading it at the exact same pace as we are? Same pace. Yeah, they're just moving. It's just like, chapters. if you want to be a few chapters behind. That's kind of nice, I guess, like, you want to hear it again, because sometimes I could afford to listen to some of the uh, stories again i get a little confused yeah i felt like during jacob's time we were always like wait is it jacob or esau that's this is happening too well who knows maybe when we finish the bible we'll have become so insane that Mm. we will start it again because we won't know like what to do with ourselves or we're just crazy now so just because like to have read so much bible like our brains will have melted to have done Mm. this podcast for so long anyone who finishes the bible their brains melt that yeah your brain melts and at the last chapter the last episode will be the the last chapter of the bible and the first chapter of the bible how do you think the bible ends i'm gonna say start goes it turns out there's some sort of time loop and it starts with adam and eve Ends with Adam and Eve. Yeah, like Jesus bumps into Adam and Eve or something, or like mm-hmm. Jesus gives birth to Adam and Eve. Exactly. Yeah, that would make the most sense to me as or well. Or he like plants a garden and there he says it's going to be called the Garden oh of Eden. Oh my God, that's a good ending. Yeah. And you're like, how? <laughs> it's not how really well explained. Does that makes sense. <laughs> There's still so many other people. <laughs> but they never introduced the concept of time travel. That's so good. I kind of love the idea of doing a very lazy sort of, you know, time jumpy, loopery kind of thing where it's like you you do things like that. Yes, like they starting the them starting the Garden of Eden, but it's not well defined. Every TV show or movie or book should end with the la- the character doing the very first thing you saw and making you question whether this was a time loop, even <laughs> if it has nothing to do with time loops. At least make it an option. Yeah. Like every book comes with the optional ending of like, you can turn a couple like Like bookends. a tear out page. Yes. It was like, would you like to hear the time loop end? <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. I would do it every time. I love a good time loop. Yeah, me too. Time loops rule. T- time loops and I guess this is... Like, um, what is it called in store? I mean, I guess it's like fate, but when it's like, it's predicted, you know, the, the prophecy says you're going to do this thing. And the person like works so hard not to, but then like that ends up making them do it anyway. Oh yeah. You love that stuff. I love that stuff. What is that? Yeah. I might've mentioned that before on an episode. <laughs> like a pro yeah. A prophecy. Prophecy. I guess I love prophecies. You love prophecies. They come true no matter what. Yes. That's which is the best part of a prophecy. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of prophecies, I, mm-hmm. nope. <laughs> I was going to try no, to just bail. <laughs> I don't think what you're about to say has anything to do with prophecies. Yeah. I was just going to introduce some new members to the God squad. Hey, um, so hold on, hold on, hold on. I know I have it somewhere. 
Where the hell is this thing? It's Robert's um crack pipe. Robert always takes Where? a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I just wanna ah shoot. Well, I had my bell somewhere. My bell disappeared. Oh, here it is. All right, ding ding ding. Ring a ding ding. We've gotten a few people that have tweeted at us hashtag ding ding ding. <laughs> well, I mean that's not the worst. Uh, no, I think it's good. Like tagline or whatever you call it. Ding ding ding. Phrase for the show. Ding ding ding. Ding ding ding. Welcome to the squad. So first, let's welcome Allison. Allison. Woo. Hey, we just had an Alice. War of the Alices. Mm, yeah, if somebody wants to throw us an extra buck, you know, we'll... Allison. No, because Alice last time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this time is Alison, the son of Alice. Son of Alice. And, um, well, this one, this is an interesting one. It's actually a continuing patron. Yeah. But Bridget, who, yes, was a patron before, changed her donation amount to $7.77. Whoa! Which is a reference... To, to our 777, boy. To yeah. Lamech. Yeah. <laughs> to our boy Lamech. So that's like, I mean, also, does this make Bridget the new Loki? Because it is well, sort of. Well, does it make her her almost all time fancy pants donor? I think so. She is. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Fancy pants. Bring out the monocle. Yeah. And the caviar. <laughs> and the big top hat we've for been, Bridget. We've been, uh, it's been sitting here on the floor, the caviar and stuff for a while Ooh. now, waiting for someone to get it. So it's old caviar, but I hope you like it. That was nice of Bridget. Yeah, so nice. Thank you so much. Wait, speaking of, I just reminded me, we, did we drop our incredible Lamech news? Have we done that? I'll be honest. I don't remember if we did and I didn't. And then I don't think we did when I was like, I'm not sure if we did. And I was hoping to just never talk about it. Well, that's such a cowardly approach. <laughs> well, that's what we do. We last remember we also cowardly. <laughs> we we were hoping that if Donald Trump won the election, that they would accept us because we were reading the Bible. Oh, right. In our last uh, week, we made a plea that whichever side won, that was the side we've always agreed with secretly. Yeah. And here we are. Huge Joe Biden fan. Well, n- now we can say, <laughs> Obviously, that was a cover. We did. We didn't no, really mean it's a big that. Old joke. Biden through and through. Biden brothers. Biden brothers. We would never. No, we've said it from day one. We've we're pro. We're a hundred percent pro Biden. We would never switch sides. Never. If someone else. Robert were in and charge. I wrote it down on a piece of paper and said, "Let's not open it until after." Oh yeah, wait. Let's open yeah. it now. Actually, I have. I think yeah. the paper. Yeah. You hear that? That's the I'm opening up the envelope. Yep. What does yours say? Mine says we are we were always pro Biden and never switched yeah, sides. Yeah, I see it on the screen. That's exactly what mine says too. I'm showing it to Robert. Wow. So wow. there you go. How can you be a coward if you've written all of the things you're going to do on an envelope? Yes, and and sealed it for a later date. So there you go. But no, what about the Lamech news? I mean, it's almost deserves like it almost seems like the section of the show where we think our patrons is not like even a big enough stage no it seems like we would have to have like a reddit ama to have like a back and forth with i assume with people mourning what we're about to tell them people either side who are mourning the news we're about to drop maybe we make it bonus content okay i mean that would be te- that'd be quite the tease yeah it's just that now it's making me sick to think about <laughs> <laughs> it hurts so bad all right, well, let's talk offline, but we'll figure out the best way to drop this horrible, hot, <laughs> horrible, soupy, disgusting Lamech news. Well, that's pretty much all. I mean, I 
I don't. Do you want to talk about charts? I didn't even look up the charts. We were. I mean, nah. I would say the biggest news is that this past episode was edited by someone different, which means that we're getting closer to having that human that we've always wanted. Oh yeah. I wonder if people will notice the difference. I'm guessing so. Maybe, but we we can't afford one yet. But yes, we have a human in the midst. Will <laughs> he'll remain unnamed for now? <laughs> no one can know. A human who's listening to this very episode as we speak. He's right. He's here. But but shall go unknown. Maybe we'll drop that in the bonus content. <laughs> the new Lamech news and who is question mark, question mark, question mark. Who is question mark, question mark. <laughs> we'll find and out. And why do we care? What are they getting at? What is the point of any of this? I don't know. We don't know. We're, we both had coffee, so we're feeling pretty good. But um, yes, hopefully we, hopefully we are funnier and better and faster because the editing is better than mm-hmm. than what I was doing. And uh, some help with some audio. So we might have our audio finally figured out. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I know. There's no way. But 31 episodes in, hopefully we're getting closer to having decent sounding episodes. Well, let's get into it. I'm excited. I'm excited to get out of the plagues. I mean, no more plagues, hopefully, for the rest of the Bible. I can't believe if someone said at the beginning of us recording this podcast that Robert would say you were excited to leave the plagues. I'd be like, no way. That's got to be like the most action packed part. Yeah, I'd say you're going to be bored, senseless talking about the 10 plagues. But there's going to be a chapter where a certain man points the hero in the right direction for the rest of the story. And you're going to spend a whole hour on it. Yeah, just thinking about the certain man <laughs> and if he's Jesus <laughs> and if he's special or what. Maybe he'll he'll be in the time loop. <laughs> oh, like he he gives Jesus the seeds for the Garden of Eden for like the f- tree of knowledge. Yeah, seems like at the end of the story, it's like, well, all the humans died in the big war mm-hmm. and there's no one left. Wait, there's one man, a certain man. I didn't get his name. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but you should go that way. To the Garden of Eden. Yes, sir. Jesus walks off the end. That's cool. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. I'm into it. So now we, I think we are now in the Exodus part of Exodus, the leaving of Egypt. Which was already sort of spoiled by God, who explained how everything would go down. Mm, Yeah, the ultimate spoiler alert, God. Yes, yeah. Spoiler alert, the destroyer. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe (laughs) Maybe he will continue going by his... Alter Ego, the Destroyer. I'm curious how the killing spree was for him. Like, did he... They don't really talk about it. Just that it happens, and then... But there's no, like... Does is this guy have Trump has... You know, is he coming back with nightmares? Oh, I thought you meant, like, is was he wearing camo? Oh, yeah, and that too. Or, like, was he... Did is he, he have, like, a face shield? Like, were his muscles all jacked up? <laughs> you have to think his muscles were jacked up and oily. Yeah, oily. And he had, like, one of those guns that has, um like loops of bullets that go over and over and over like like big bullets big huge long bullets yeah i'm trying to think of a gun from um turok did you ever play turok yeah but not enough that i would remember exactly (laughs) remember each gun each gun uh there was like a they had this gun that was in that movie kind of like in that movie eraser if you also yeah oh with like a a green laser yes if god had that yeah god green green like plasma shoots through everything gun yeah (laughs) i mean if you want to talk about like you know like what's it called golden eye guns then i could be very specific like maybe at a clob 
<laughs> oh, I, I love the club. It was just so weak, but sometimes you wanted to shoot it like someone a bunch of times. So and it's take fun. Yeah, just like a crazy man. Two clubs, yeah. <laughs> Such like soft shots. Little bananas flying out. Or a uh, K97 or whatever. I forgot what they like were called. Like the AK47, but their version of Is it. Is that what it was? I mean, it was like it, had, it was called something else, but yeah. A generic version. Yeah. Food for thought. Food for thought. Um, okay, so open up your Bibles to Exodus chapter 13. And now I'm about to do it. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever openeth the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. Yeah, wow, that's already like a crazy declaration in mine. It says, they are mine. What, who, all the babies? All the firstborn sons of Israel and every firstborn male animal, they are mine. Okay. He's like feeling good after that killing spree. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) I will own them. Yeah. He's still decked out in his camo. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in which ye came out from Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand the Lord brought you out from this place. There shall no leavened bread be eaten. This day came ye out in the month Abib. Your exodus. This day in early spring will be the anniversary of your exodus. And it's in the month of Abib. It's interesting that it seems like they're saying Passover, like, but Passover is called Passover for the killing spree, not exodus. Right. Shouldn't it be called exodus as a holiday? Oh, right. It's like a cooler word. It is really cool. I guess it, and I like it more because like, I feel like that's where the focus should be. Less on the specific time when all the people died. (laughs) right but not i feel like god is like nope that's not the cool part no no it's called passover the destroyer (laughs) it should be called yeah the destroyer rideth again (laughs) god and his big guns and it shall be when the lord shall bring thee into the land of the canaanites and the hittites and the amorites and the hivites and the jebusites which he swear unto thy fathers to give thee a land flowing with milk and honey that thou shalt keep this service in this month. Side note, I they always say this list, Hittites and Amorites and Hivites and Jebusites. They've said it like right. so many times. Who are they? Right, why have we heard one of them? Who are these people? Yeah, why do we want to be close to them? I vaguely recall someone was a Hittite many, many chapters ago. But I other besides that, yeah, like what, who, exactly, who, what makes them different? Why do we care about them? I don't know. But God seems to really want the Israelites to be with them. And yeah, why have, why have we've never really heard from any of them since the Bible. I don't know any, per, personally, I don't know any Hittites. Are these different he- Hebrew people or are they like friends of the Hebrew people? Maybe because I can't tell like if Israelites means you're just like a Jewish person or you're from Israel. And for a while, I thought Canaan was also. I thought Canaan was Israel. So maybe it's like. But I could be wrong. Israelites are Jewish people and Canaan is the land of that we know of as Israel. Um yeah, maybe I just <laughs> maybe I mean any of this is maybe. Right. Yeah, I don't know. You would think that someone would they would have a good character from one of these places. So when God said, I'm taking you to this land, right. we would all be like, oh, that's good because so-and-so Exactly. Lives like if it was Lord of the Rings, they'd be like, the Hittite is like a big, uh, you know, big giant, 
with a club mm-hmm. and the Amorites are like wayfish, beautiful elf ladies. And you're like, okay, I get the vibe of each of these people and if they're warfaring or like what their main attributes are. So seafaring, seafaring, are they, are they farmers or are they um, like uh, shepherds? Yeah. Do they use um, like, do they throw axes? Like that's their secret weapon. Yeah. Different accents. Yes. That'd be Any great. of these things would just keep, them in line for me accent or mythical beast would be really helpful pet animal yeah or yeah or some animal that they can communicate like they ride with, a certain uh, like a tiger yeah mm-hmm. none of that yep nothing seven days thou shalt eat unleavened bread and in the seventh day shall be a feast to the lord unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days and there shall no leavened bread be seen with thee Neither shall there be leaven seen with thee in all thy quarters. It says here that there will be no yeast in your homes, which I'm surprised. It makes me think that they already have like packaged store-bought yeast. Like because yeast, you usually just, if you're making bread from scratch, you just capture the yeast from the air. Right. It's interesting to me that they're like no yeast in the house. So that means someone oh, already, like already making... has yeast, like a culture. Yeah, I guess so. Or how I wonder how they're keeping it. I feel like nowadays everyone knows how to make bread because of the quarantine. Maybe they have yes, the answer. Yeah. Like that maybe there's some like, don't you need like a don't you get a starter? A starter is but that's something that you you can get a piece of that from someone else. Right. So maybe that's what they're talking about. But so maybe they're saying don't get get rid of your starters. Yeah, everybody toss your starters. I just think it's like the second chapter where they just go on and on about the stupid leavened bread. I really thought the bread was going to be like one verse in the whole story. I also thought that would be like, we have to go a week or, you know, we're going, we're just not eating bread right now. And then afterwards, oh, it happened to be one full week that we went. Not like, hey, now that we're leaving, let's not eat bread for one week. Exactly. It's like when we get to Hanukkah, are they going to say like, and they like God said, like, you have to have the oil last for eight days. Like, no, the point it just it that's what happened. Yeah, not that this is what will happen. And And then then we'll we'll celebrate celebrate that it happened because I ordered you to do it. No, you didn't order us. We were out of we just, they were out of yeast. They had no yeast. And now we're celebrating because we survived. And so we purposely don't do yeast to like simulate the situation. Yeah, it's just an extra part to it that feels extremely unnecessary. And like <laughs> repetitive, and they just not... keep talking about it. Yeah, I guess to a religious person, maybe this would be a big deal that, I think we talked about this, you know, just that God declared it would happen and then it did happen. And he said they should celebrate it, and we have to because we're scared of and revere this thing. Yeah, I just hope this is the last time they talk about this stupid yeast. I know, blah, blah, blah. I can't deal. And thou shalt shew thy son in that day, saying, This is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. And it shall be for a sign unto thee upon thine hand, and for a memorial between thine eyes, that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth. For with a strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in his season from year to year. Shouldn't they be like working harder about getting away from Egypt rather than stopping right at the border and explaining all of this? I I feel like they're right at the border. (laughs) It's like, okay, I think we're safe. And you just hear people howling like, my firstborn is dead. If I'm so furious, I'm going to kill the people obviously they're gone there's no way we'll ever catch them they're probably ran so far away but if we ever see them again and someone has to be like i think they're right 
at the border. Yeah, learning about the rules of Passover for the second time. Yes, yeah, they heard it, but they just want to make sure that they got it. Um, okay. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, as he sware unto thee and to thy fathers, and shall give it thee, that thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that openeth the matrix, and every firstling that cometh of a beast which thou hast, the males shall be the Lord's. Now, Dan... When they reference the movie The Matrix in <laughs> verse 12 of the chapter 13 Exodus of the Bible, what are they talking about? <laughs> why are they why are they mentioning the 1999 smash hit? Why does the Lord say he's going to open the All, Matrix? Wait, verse 12 says that? Yeah. All firstborn sons and firstborn male animals must be presented to the Lord. That's all yours says, and it doesn't reference the film The Matrix? It doesn't even mention Matrix 1, 2, or, or 3. Or let alone 3, or, or the animated Or any other spin-off. Wachowski sibling films. It's so, mine says that, that, that thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that openeth the Matrix. I mean, it's definitely a reference to the movie. Right? We can't... <laughs> Yes. I mean, let's start from what we know. It's there's no They predicted the movie The Matrix. And they're kind of writing about it like it they know, yes, that they're talking about the Matrix. He God opened the Matrix. Okay. So God is that like big spider um machine that yeah, that's like sapping all the juices of the babies. Wait, yeah, yeah. I think so. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what that, that verse means. All right. Well, is that one part where they show you what Earth looks like and there's that big scary machine that's like harvesting all the babies. And this this one tiny verse that right in the middle of the story of Passover. Passover. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb. And if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. And all the firstborn of man among thy children shalt thou redeem. Weird lesson, and also it's starting to sound like a very violent Settlers of Catan. I don't understand it, but I don't also care. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get... It, it just seems like it's more rules, and it's like, you're going to sacrifice this, but if he's... if you, I don't know why they're trading donkeys for lambs, but... I guess a donkey, one donkey is worth one, one lamb. lamb. A donkey equals lamb. And if you're not going to redeem <laughs> it, you're going to, you have to kill it. Break its neck. Uh-huh. Okay. And it shall be when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What is this that thou shalt say to him? By strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of, out from Egypt, from the house of bondage. I like how obsessed God is with kids really questioning, like, what is going on? Because it is truly insane. He keeps asking, he keeps repeating that the kids are going to be confused. Kids are going to be confused as hell. This is so And nuts. my answer again is just say them, say the exact same thing. <laughs> Don't forget that part. And God continues about what you should say to your kids. And it came to pass when Pharaoh would hardly let us go, that the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all that openeth the matrix, being males, but all the firstborn of my children I redeem. Now see again they're referencing the matrix. <laughs> Why? I mean, it makes sense that the guy who calls himself the destroyer and like gets a bunch of guns. Also is super into the Matrix. He's in the he's got the Matrix on the mind because he basically just copied that scene where they're like, we're gonna need a bunch a lot of guns. Dan, in verse 15 for you, does it say nothing about the Matrix? No, we're back to 
He's just kind of telling the story. Pharaoh refused to let us go, so the Lord killed the firstborn males, and this is why we offer all the firstborn males to the Lord. Now, when we're saying that they offer the males to the Lord, we don't, like, Jews don't kill their firstborn children. So is is it like, um kind of like when you offer someone, someone comes over and you're like, would you like something to eat? And they're like, politely like, no. In reality, like, no one was really prepared to like cook a meal or something. It's more just something you ask them to be polite. Wait, what? Do you think that when they're saying this, that we offer the firstborn male, are they just like politely offering God, like, you can have my son. And then God says politely, like, no, you can have him. But it's all kind of a um, little song and dance. Is that what they're saying? That would be so weird. Like, they're saying every time, is that, do all Jews, is that the idea of what they're saying? That you're supposed to present your firstborn son to god and and give him the chance to take him is that what they that's what i'm asking is that what they mean because we know that we don't kill them so like when does the offer end right i think and what is the offer exactly is that one version of it right i i don't i see what you're saying do you know (laughs) i see what you're saying you're saying is that what they're saying yeah is that like one is that one way they would go about doing it like because if they offered your child to god and god accepted it are you then just killing your kid? Yeah. Or you have to watch The Matrix with them to find out, I guess. Well, to that point, I did Google what the hell's going on with that. And they say the word The Matrix in this sense is a woman's womb. Whoa. Yeah. Wait. So. But how does that explain anything? Um, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. It was like, didn't it say you'll open The Matrix? I saw all that open. Anything that opens the matrix, like I think the not to get explicit, but the matrix is anything that impregnates, you know, area. Gotcha. Oh, oh, okay. And if anything opens it because like a baby's coming out, that is a sacrifice that that gets sacrificed to the Lord. I can't believe his euphemism is the matrix. The matrix. That's so sick. I've never heard that. Of all the nasty euphemisms there are, the Matrix might be the grossest <laughs> one. <laughs> to call a woman's parts the Matrix. Yeah, it's like rude. Yeah. I mean, it's cool in one way because the Matrix is a great movie. But, but weird. It's really weird and upsetting, I think, if you're a woman. Yeah, it's almost like calling it Fight Club. <laughs> yes, You know, exactly. it's just like, why? Because you're into it? Because it's cool? Yeah, like, don't call my body... The Matrix. That cool movie that you like. Yeah. <laughs> Just like it on your own. Don't involve Don't me. get... Yeah, keep me out of it. Okay, well, this is... Yeah, cuckoo, all of this. And God continues. God continues about what you should say to your kids. And it shall be for a token upon thine hand, and for frontlets between thine eyes. For by strength of hand the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest peradventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. But God, I'm losing like the f- like everything. Everything. He's saying like we could have gone to one way. We could have gone east. No, did I just make yeah, that up? Yeah, east? yeah. That's right. We could have gone, I did just make that up, sorry. Um, we could have gone the shortest way to philistine territory right but if the people are faced with a battle they might change their minds and return to egypt oh okay so he didn't want anyone to um get wussed out and go back yeah wuss out and be like you know what life was easy there just i don't care yeah oh i see 
So he continues, but God led the people about, about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. See, that's actually a little, not a lot interesting, but a little interesting that I thought when I heard the story of Passover that it was like they were running from the people and they got backed up to the Red Sea. I didn't even know they had a choice to go a whole different route. That's true. I, I never would have imagined that, yeah, you could really go any direction you choose at that point. It, was it makes total sense, actually. That to not go through the Red Sea? Well, just that there'd be different directions to go. Yes, yes. You know, it's not like an alleyway <laughs> in like an 80s movie right. where you're like, shoot. <laughs> they all snuck out the back door and it's like, we had to climb this fence and get out of here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, of course. It's like a huge land. You, there's all sorts of choices and they just decided to go this other way. I actually do appreciate you know the version of this where you're like yes you're ex I, I kind of hate it say in writing when someone's like well if the character doesn't do this version we have to explain that away like why they didn't you know like usually i don't care it's like they just did right it's like they chose the way they chose yeah but this one i actually do appreciate because yes they are in an you know a four-dimensional world yeah so it's nice to know that there was a reason that they went ended up at the red sea mm-hmm and Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones away hence with you. Now that's interesting too, <laughs> that he's got a whole skeleton <laughs> of his, of, of Joseph. <laughs> he comes from this killing spree, covered, like spattered in blood and like guts and then he's just holding a bunch of bones and they're like, did you? And he's like, and he's like, no, 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 oh, no, no. This isn't an Egyptian. This is Joseph. But wasn't there a huge um, jump in time between the Joseph story and Moses? Yeah, because they say, you know, you. it almost felt like Star Wars, like a long time ago. They don't even remember that time. Yeah, like long this ago. is a totally different time now because those good pharaohs, they're way gone. Right. So my question is like, what? Where where was Joseph's skeleton this whole time? And Moses, like, quickly, like, they just didn't mention that Moses took his skeleton and ran oh, away. Man, I thought I was, gosh, I can't believe it's Moses. I was imagining that God had the bones, but Moses did it. Yeah, Moses grabbed the skeleton and ran away. And they don't talk about that either. As Moses is addressing all these people, explaining Passover to them, he's, like, holding a full skeleton. Like a ventriloquist dummy of Joseph's don't skeleton. Don't pay no attention to Joseph's skeleton. Anyway, your kids are going to be like, what's going on? He's, uh, that's weird. Just weird. Yeah. Weird choice by Moses. Again, I, I would have it would have been weird had God done it, but I would imagine that God would just like punch through the ground and take up, you know, Joseph's bones from his burial plot. Yeah, no, but I feel like his skeleton was easily accessible in a sarcophagus. Yeah, that like in their running away from Egypt, that was no problem. Didn't even have to mention getting the bones. It was that easy. No, just grab, grab the, bones the bones and let's hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> and this chapter's almost over. And they took their journey from Sukkoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. The end. That was a, a really wild chapter. Kind of a complicated, messy chapter. A really messy chapter, though all that's happened is that they're still in the process of leaving Egypt. Yeah. And it's weird how we like learned it secondhand. You know, like just as far as like what tense we were in, like they weren't saying like this happened, then this happened, then this happened. 
we were hearing God tell Moses what you should tell your kids. Yeah, it seems like you guys are skipping over the main part of the action, which is where they actually do. Yeah, people are doing it. We're seeing firsthand you know, the, some of those people we met earlier when Moses was a kid, you know, now they're all running away together, how hard that would be for them, what their lives are like on the road. No, no, don't worry about that. It's like when a show like just doesn't have the budget to like show right. all the cool stuff. So they're like, they fast forward and they're like, so what happened next, grandpa? And it's like, oh, it was crazy. You should have seen it. It was like really expensive looking. Like there was a huge escape. We went, we crossed the Red Sea. Like Moses stole the bones. Maybe they even make like a winky joke about it. Like in the show, the kid wants to hear more about it. And he's like, that's a little too expensive for my, you know, for (laughs) Come on. Like we know what channel we're on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe he makes fun of Fox or something. (laughs) Like Like maybe if we were on HBO, we could. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what the Bible is doing here. I heard the Bible had a lot of budget issues, issues, really. Like, especially in Exodus, they, like, didn't get the numbers they wanted, so... That's true. After Genesis. Yeah, they just... They couldn't do a lot of the big uh, verses Mm -hmm. that they had planned. Yeah, they cut a lot of the action. Dang. Well, should we get right into it? That was kind of a longy. It was really long, and this next one is a little bit long, too, but I think we can... But what can we do? I mean, we can't just stop. Oh, if we're, like, in the middle of the chapter? Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, just it's daunting, but we have to do it. I think we have to. I think we owe it to uh, the God Squad. Yeah, okay. We owe it to Bridget, Mrs. Moneybags. (laughs) Bridget Lamech. Okay, chapter 14. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before Pihahiroth, between Migdal and the sea, over against Baelzephon, before before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land. The wilderness hath shut them in. So he's he's setting up the Pharaoh to think that the Israelites are lost. He's he's like, if if you guys go this way, the Pharaoh will be like, oh, we could definitely catch them, I think. Oh, okay. That's sure. We're not actually lost. I want the Pharaoh to believe you're lost. He wants it. He wants it to keep going. (laughs) Yeah. And if we have to drop another plague. So... Would that be the worst thing? Right, yeah. I mean, that's what people want to see, right? <laughs> I'm trying to think of other stinky things, but I'll, I'll think of something before they get skunks. here. Skunks. Can't believe I forgot skunks. Ah, oh, That would be so stinky. A bunch of skunks on the land. Is that too much like the locusts? Eh. One giant skunk. Oh, yeah. He, one giant anything would have been a cool Would point. have been awesome. Dang. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? That's so funny. They they forgot why. Yeah, like all of none of the plagues were that big of a deal. Yeah, I know a lot of good reasons. Like you're bombarded with just nightmare plagues until you did it. Your firstborn children were all, all dead. So much that you all screamed the loudest scream of all time at midnight. And now the next day you're like, what did we do this for? Yeah, like I, I liked having those slaves. Yeah. Why? Does anyone have any good reason? And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel, 
and the children of Israel went out with a high hand. What do you think that means? Like a high five? What, what, uh, or like a middle finger to there? What verse number was that? Eight. The Lord continued to strengthen Pharaoh's resolve, and he chased after the people of Israel who had escaped so defiantly with a high hand. So, yeah, maybe it is like flipping the bird who has the high hand you think pharaoh does oh i thought it was like the the israelites i thought it was the people of israel are like see ya yeah they're like to yeah it's the high hand <laughs> they're, doing... <laughs> they're giving us the high yeah. hand bye bye i think anything you do with a high hand is some version of a bye bye yeah i think so and it's yeah it's like a little toodaloo it's like a salute mm-hmm. it's a middle finger it's treated so lightly too that that's offensive to the pharaoh yeah bye yes exactly but the egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them encamping by the sea beside pihahiroth before baelzephon and when pharaoh drew nigh the children of israel lifted up their eyes and behold the egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. I love that phrase, sore afraid. We've seen that before. Sore afraid. I do like this moment. This is kind of exciting, at least. I do wish that there was a little bit more of Moses or just like one person's perspective. Yeah, just to kind of like let us live through some figure. Yeah. Well, I think we're about to get it. Nice. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Geez, they couldn't just ask him like we're, they couldn't just say we're scared. They had to kind of give like a little dig to him of like, whoa, there weren't enough graves in Egypt. Yeah, you needed to like find room to let us all die here. It's like, geez, give us a, me a break. Like you just escaped. Right, right. <laughs> had to make such an insulting comment. So rude. Not enough graves for you, Moses. Jeez, I'm going to die out here like a bum. For the last like few weeks, there's been like a force field around you as like Egyptians get rocked and you're now you're now you're worried. Yeah, you're so and like so mean to me about it. Yeah, I'm trying my best. You, I, I said to God, I'm not the guy to do this. I don't really even like doing this. I'm carrying a skeleton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm carrying a st- uh, the God, rod of God in one hand and a full skeleton in the other. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to help us. I don't like that. The Hebrews continue. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will shew to you today. For the Egyptians, whom ye have seen today, Ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. In mine it says, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want me to do? Come on, you you guys got to go too. Talk about a rock and a hard place. Moses is getting it from both ends. (laughs) Me? What do you want me to do? What? I'm just God. I'm just God. Like, I don't have any powers. I'm just some guy. He's so, <laughs> he's so moody. Like he just doesn't want to deal with it right now. So just convince him to shut up and go. They, let them do it. I I don't know. I'm out of ideas. I'm not feeling that good. <laughs> I ate something weird. <laughs> God continues, but lift thou up thy rod 
and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. Totally cool, God, but why not say that first as opposed to, what do you want me to do? Yeah, it's such a funny conversation. Like, why why are you asking me? Just divide the sea and walk through it. He's like, okay, well, I didn't know that that was an option. Like, (laughs) okay, thank you. Yeah, I don't know why you're complaining. Just, oh my God. Moses. Divide the sea. Go. All right, I'm going. And God continues. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood before them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to them. But it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. Okay, so like the cloud is doing some sort of hiding? or Yeah, like God, the cloud is making the Egyptians see not see anything mm-hmm. but the egyptian but the israelites can see everything that's kind of cool i like like this magical cloud yeah it's got like um tom clancy uh rainbow six like you know those like that glow in the dark vision you know with the three the three the three green eyes yes yes yeah they have not oh yeah so the israelites have night vision <laughs> this is the creation of night vision i was imagining more like smoke monster from lost you know like sort of this amorphous but um i think it's both some has some kind of yeah so there's like this moving snake-like cloud but then when it's around you you get night vision if you're in israel if you're in israel if you're an israelite yeah that's cool and moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch, in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians, and took off their chariot wheels, that they drave that they drave them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. In this one it says, Let's get out of here. Really? Yeah, classic um, bad guy realizing they're the bad guys. Took them a long time to figure out that God is on the side of the israelites 10 full plagues and they were still not understanding what was happening yeah they get they just thought that like the israelites were kind of like this pesky ragtag group or maybe they didn't ever think it was god maybe the whole point like he was doing it through moses so they're like i mean i'm just trying to stretch that yeah like they're like moses was doing all those things and they're like oh that was god this is they they're finally seeing it firsthand they thought moses was like just a cool a great magician yeah and they have their own magician so they're like he's the best he's the best magician they're like oh no he's not a magician it's god powers they realize like what an oaf moses is as he's like tripping over the skeleton yeah he's trying to get away he's just a crazy guy with a 
skeleton with a full skeleton. His brother seemed kind of cool, but he didn't say anything for some reason. <laughs> it's just really funny to me, like carting around a full skeleton, just because like we are also skeletons. I don't know, just something that's exactly your size. It'd be just so cumbersome. And also, like, what's the easiest way to carry a skeleton? Like, I'm thinking by the head, but that doesn't seem right at all. (laughs) Yeah, I would actually think, like, fold it up. Like Like a suitcase? The head and the feet. Oh, yeah. Kind of tied together. So it's like a... Like Like a bindle or something. Yeah, yeah, a big bindle. But Or he just carrying him piggyback style. Oh, yeah, that actually might be the easiest, is just to kind of strap him on like a backpack, tie his hands and feet together. Yeah, or like a like a fireman's carry mm-hmm. oh, over, over the, the shoulders. shoulders. Man, that's tough. And he's got and he still has to hold on to that rod. Right. Yeah, he's got a holding a lot. This is a tough trip for Moses. Anyway, so where were we? Oh yeah, they're like, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again un- upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea. And the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it. And the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea. And the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on their left. It's funny because like God could have, you know, saved a couple of people, but it makes it seem like he went into the water and like personally drowned like the last remaining Egyptians just to make sure that he killed every single one of them. I'm confused also because like he was making God was saying all this stuff about like, I want to them to honor me, all these Egyptians. Oh, yeah. You know, and like he said it over and over again. Like, they still don't honor me. I think he's still, like, high from... He wants to be famous. And he needs... Yeah, and then he just started... I mean, he's just, like, so amped up from his killing spree that he's in destroyer mode. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be, like, just around him at this point. I can't imagine that at some point in the Bible, God would be like, Oh, no, I forgot my plan. But it seems like he should. Was like, yeah, it was like, I need them alive to honor me. But I just drowned all of them. Oh, man, I killed the... Oh, no. (laughs) Now I'll never be famous. (laughs) He says uh, on a pile of dead Egyptian bodies. Now what? Dot, dot, dot. Next book. (laughs) Poor me. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because I forgot. I'm such an idiot. To finish this chapter. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant, Moses. The end. Hey, Moses gets a little... A little nod. Me too. And you know what? You did something too, Moses. <laughs> Congratulations. It's you and God. We believe in both you guys. You know, it would have been really satisfying had Moses in the beginning been like, all I've ever wanted was, you know, to be in like this kind of position. Right. Because like, it's not like he just achieved his dream. No, he's like, doesn't want the. He continues to not want this. No. And now everyone's like, you're like a god to us. Yeah. It's interesting that these, like we said it at the beginning of this episode, but like objectively the cool, like a lot of cool stuff just happened. And yet because we're so familiar with the coolest stories in the Bible, they are like the 
the most like yeah 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 the whole ocean split i feel bad because i actually thought this one had some excitement to it too with the water but this is it be because it's so exciting it's so famous over thousands of years that reading it now you're like yeah like it was cool how like he can touch the water with his right hand and his left hand you know it's like very thin and imagine like imagine how loud it is yeah loud and like can you see through it and it's cool it's definitely cool to imagine i I could have spent more time there yeah maybe moses could have too he might have really liked it but he's like it was also really scary you know i bet it felt very breezy too like the the like the cool like it would like on the hot desert day like to be like basically in the middle of that water column would be like it being in a line at six flags yeah yeah like a uh, misty yeah (laughs) it would have been nice to have one of those sarcastic jewish people you know that was like what there's not enough graves in graves in egypt like for them to have said a comment about like how nice and cool it feels yeah like oh i don't mind or like in a positive way you mean i think so i mean it still would have been funny i guess if it had been negative but at that point for him to be like hey service isn't so bad (laughs) <laughs> something like that or like hey the line's a lot shorter than i thought it'd be oh yeah that'd be funny about the line yeah <laughs> the line to get through the red sea that might have been nice yeah this chapter would be a lot funny all of these chapters would be funny if there's some like kind of like jewish observer character who's kind of grousing who's dealing with all this stuff and because that person's basically there that person like there that person keeps coming up from time to time even when they were just like just let us be slaves like eh, i don't want to deal with all this it seems like the same guy who's like just not into any of this yeah it'd be nice also if that person was a little bit closer to moses like if that was aaron yeah like his black sheep brother aaron yeah it's like we got to bring aaron too you know god's a little bit annoyed by that yeah because he's like always being a spoil sport yeah that'd be nice yeah that'd be cool um all right well you know what i I will say this i have no idea what comes next that is true now that they're out and they already told the story of passover which is when i thought they would do more of the eating matzah and stuff after the red sea i really don't know where they are now we're not even halfway through exodus so there's like a ton of stuff left a lot to happen yeah well that's exciting yeah um well that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. We did it again. Dang. We did it again. They said we couldn't do it. Can't be can't be stopped. They said this was the episode that they would actually, you know, beef it. Yeah. And uh and corporate I think is very happy with us. Oh good. Getting, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they haven't talked to me in a while. Yeah, we haven't heard much, so maybe we'll see them at the uh, upcoming holiday parties. I just talked to my handler cuz we each have a handler. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, we don't really talk to corporate, but that's what I've heard. There's a lot of bureaucracy. But maybe we'll go to headquarters at some point, um, you know, have a meeting, kind of check in for how the year has gone. That'd be nice. I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to that and, and, and reading the Bible. Um, all right. Well, until next time, uh, see you later. Keep reading those Bibles and keep reading, keep rating, keep telling. Oh, yeah. There was somebody um, that did write to us, um, I believe, Lindsay. Uh, um, wrote to us on Patreon and was saying how she's been really spreading the word. Lindsay. Of- Bible Brothers, you so dog. I want to thank Lindsay and to encourage other God Squad members to spread the good word of Bible Brothers. That's so nice. Thank you. It is very nice. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, keep reading that Bible. All right, everyone. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.